What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of When the Smoke Settles. I'm your host, Amanda, and y'all, we have made it to episode number 10. On this episode, I am going to address some questions that I got in my DM. This episode is going to be all about competition tricks and tips that I want to share to you, with you all. So let's dive right on in. This week cup, y'all, um, one of my old high school classmates made this beautiful cup. I don't even know if she's still in business, but when I tell y'all this cup has went through the test of time, the best of times, the fire, the rain, and it is still holding on. Like I told y'all, I got like, I got enough cups to where you won't see them twice. That's it, it's, it's, it's really, really sad. You know, my husband, he tried to make me get rid of some of my cups. I'm like, bro, I will get rid of you before I get rid of my cups. Um, I used to be an avid, avid coffee drinker, but I haven't drunk coffee in seven months. I am so proud of myself. Oh my gosh. I am so proud of myself. But um, how was y'all Thanksgiving? I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who purchased with us. We got our first YouTube order. Can you believe somebody from Georgia? Um, this year, I really do thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. And everybody was on time getting their order. So that was amazing. Thank you all again for choosing us. I don't take it lightly at all. I mean, you could spend your money wherever you want to spend it at, but you choose to spend it with me. And I am forever grateful for that. Um, I had a real good Thanksgiving. Um, I saw some friends. I cooked for my family. Uh, we went and visited family. We had some family members to visit us who we haven't seen in a long time. And for some reason after Thanksgiving, it just felt like four Saturdays. Did anybody feel that? It was like, I don't know. It just felt like time wasn't moving at all after Thanksgiving. But you know, I ain't, hey. I am not complaining because when I needed that rest, I absolutely needed that rest. My husband needed that rest. My kids needed that rest. Um, oh my gosh, we just a busy family. We just never really in one space for a long, long time. So uh, I want to answer the questions that I got in my DMs talking about competitions. I get a lot of questions about competitions when I first started barbecuing, I did a few competitions and my area was mostly chicken. I was new. Um, I went into the competition world just strictly with chicken. I tried pork, I tried brisket, but I felt like I was more comfortable with chicken because hey, that's what I eat a lot of. So I was like, you know, let me go ahead and just try to do this chicken thing. And I won some comp competitions with the chicken. I have did some professional competitions and I have did some backyard competitions. 
and I learned a lot, I saw a lot. So I'm going to give you all some of my quick tips and competition and give y'all some, you know, some rules that you may can use. And let's get started with the show. This is episode number 10, y'all. <laughs> episode number 10. I could do it again. Run it back one more time. Let me say it again. We done made it to episode number 10. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm address a couple of questions about competition. So what I want to tell you all about barbecue world is... In the barbecue world, period, it is all about you. It is all about having fun. You are representing a heritage when you cook this style of cooking. Because in barbecue, we all have learned from someone. I don't care if it's your family member or it's a YouTube pit master or it's a world-renowned pit master. You have, hopefully you have learned from someone and you are taking the tricks in the trade and you're putting it into your own style of cooking and you're just sharing it with the world. That's what barbecuing is all about. So if you decide that you wanna take the route and get into competitions, I say go forward, but I want you to know, please have fun, have fun. Now, these barbecue competitions can be really, really, really hard. I mean, thousands of people enter them. Some barbecue competitions you have to pay to be a part of, and some barbecue competitions you may not. I don't know if it probably some professional levels you may not. You just may have to cook a certain amount of things, but we're going to talk about a lot of that. But I want to first give you some things that I think that will help you in your barbecue competition journey if you decide to go this route. So first, first up, practice, practice, practice. If you are going to be a part of a barbecue competition, I want you to take the time to learn some techniques. Learn some techniques in each category that you may want to participate in. And I'm not saying that those techniques will be perfect, but you will know them well enough to know how to handle them just in case something decides they want to go haywire because anything can happen when you plan with fire, okay? I mean, when you're doing barbecue competitions, you have weather factors to factor in. Um, you have your fire management and what you want to use when you're doing your barbecue competitions, you have to factor in the meats, the rubs, the sauces, the flavors, the smoking methods. So whatever you wanna do, make sure you get practice, 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 okay? Now, the next thing that I will want you to do is to know the competition rules and techniques. Whatever competition that you decide that you wanna go to, I want you to get familiar with the people that are judging you. I got my open card, y'all. I want you to get familiar with the people that are judging you and any specific person that guidelines that they have in those competitions or whatever. I want you to know that because each competition that you will go to is going to have its own set of rules. And I don't want you to go there looking like a duck and a deer in headlights. 
So when you go in these competitions, make sure you know the techniques that is prevalent to the competition that you would like to go to. Next, I want you to practice with quality ingredients. Now, this may be a double-sorted uh, statement because I have witnessed some barbecue enthusiasts who have entered competition using frozen meats. I have seen some use fresh meats and I have seen um, some just, you know, they know it all, you know, they, they, they gonna take a little of this and that and they just gonna make it into one big plate. If you decide to do that, just know that you need to have quality ingredients and you need to have some quality equipment. You're gonna to have to invest in you a smoker. Whether it's going to be a smoker that someone built for you that's customizable to what you like to cook in, or if you decide you wanna go and get something from your neighborhood hardware store, really figure out what you're gonna cook with because that's also going to make a big difference. Um, as you know, if you buy any grill, I feel like uh, any grill would need to be seasoned. And what I mean by seasoned is that grill need to have a certain amount of cooks on it. Um, I have three custom grills and each of my grills, I consider them seasoned after 20 cooks because the heat in the grill helped cure the steel or whatever material, mine is heavy steel. So it helped cure the, the material in the grill and it also helped me learn how to do fire management with all of my grills, with all of them. Um, you're gonna need that for a competition. You're gonna need some real good things to cook with and then that will help you decide what type of cooking method or cooking style you would do for that competition. Now, in competitions, competition cooking and uh, regular old backyard for your family cooking and catering cooking is a totally different thing. Um, when you're doing competition cooking, you will see a lot of tools being used, and I'm going to go through those. But you will usually use a lot of tools and a lot of thermometers and a lot of gadgets, and you would just have to find one that works for you. Um, there's numerous of tools. Um, I'm going to share one we just got uh, endorsed by. I will share it in another episode, um, but I will have a thermometer that I'm going to share with you all that I think that y'all may like it. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to reveal that in the next episode or it's going to be in a new little snippet that I just add on all social media platforms. Next, now you done got all of the practice out the way. You don't picture me, you know what your judges or whatever want to do or whatever like that. Now, get your team together. Who are you going to put on your team? And whoever you put on your team, you really want to make sure that this person is a team player because you're going to have to delegate a lot of things when you go to competitions. You know, some people enter competitions by themselves. If you got it like that, you got it like that. But 
a good team will win the race. So if you can find, you know, family and friends or other barbecue enthusiasts in your community or across the world because social media is connecting us at one fingertip at a time, get you some barbecue enthusiasts that just as as passionate about barbecue as you are and y'all get together and do some delegations. Make sure that everybody know what they need to do because you're gonna have a very short time to do a lot of, of these cooks. And they may give you about six or seven hours, but trust me, from prepping to marinating to adding rubs and sauces and cool down temps, that seven hours can be feeling like two. So make sure your team understand what their duties and what their job is. Cause you don't want to go out there looking sloppy and then y'all end up fighting at the barbecue competition. I've seen that happen. People actually do fight and it is hilarious. He and I don't condone violence, but it is funny. You get what I'm saying? It's funny. Um, because you're going to need to have a good team so that you can get your timing down. You're going to have a schedule to go by. If you go to a barbecue competition and it starts at 8 o'clock in the morning and you got to turn in your choice of meat by 4, your choice of meat don't need to be there at 3.59. Your choice of meat need to be there 3.55. Do you understand? It, I mean, I have seen where people who have done competitions it was supposed to be turned in at four and you coming up there at 401, it's a no, it's a no. And if they do accept it, they don't knock so many points off. Like what would be the use of even turning it in? So make sure that you make a very good timeline maliciously. Do you understand? Because you're gonna have to make time for preparation, the cooking, the resting, and any other troubles that may come along. Because things happen. Things just happen. You can have, your fire may go out. One zone may be cooking higher than the other. Or it may be cooking too fast. Or it could be the weather. You know, it could be too cold outside. It could be raining outside. So you're going to have to leave some space for troubleshooting, y'all. And with that time, you're going to also have to do the sauces or, you know, make your presentable plate to the judges. All of that counts. So don't, if, if you know you are a procrastinator and you like to be late, you might want to figure that out right now because you ain't going to be able to do that in no barbecue competition. You're not going to do it. And lastly, well, not lastly, but um, also what's very important in barbecue competitions is that your presentation, your presentation, you don't want to turn in a sloppy plate. You know, a lot of people use kale or real nice curly lettuce to turn in their meat of choice. You want to make sure that styrofoam, if you're going to turn it in in styrofoam, you don't want to have all that black soot or black grease spots or sauce splattered everywhere on that plate. Presentation is key. If it look good to the eyes, 
it's gonna look good to the judges. You get points off of presentations. So just make sure when you do your plating that it is very nice, clean, and sleek. You wanna make, that's why you need to make sure you use your time very, very wisely. Also, when you are doing a barbecue competition, now this should be the main thing for the main thing, but the main thing that you should do is make sure that you are using quality, quality ingredients, y'all. Um, like I said, it can be fresh, it can be frozen, it can be whatever you want it to be. But you want to make sure it's quality ingredients. You don't want to have any meat that's been frozen and thawed out and maybe have potential freezer burn or a smell to it. God knows. Do not show up to a competition with some smelly meat. That is not going to be good eats and that's not going to be good for you. But you want to make sure that... Um, you are using some good quality ingredients and you want to just stay calm, y'all. Stay calm. This is fun. Do you understand? Now, I know when you do barbecue competitions, it can be a lot of money on the line. Uh, I have seen competitions where it's $200, 1000 10000 25000 50000 I mean, people have walked and rode away in cars. They have worn trailers. And everybody get googly-eyed over the big trophy. And also the bragging rights that comes with winning a barbecue competition. I mean, like, that's, that'd be the main thing for a lot of people, the bragging rights. Um, so you want to make sure that keep, you keep a cool head. You get what I'm saying? Just just stay calm. You know, take some woo-saw moments. Breathe in. Breathe out. And enjoy the experience because that's exactly what this is about. And don't stress because if you stress out when you're cooking, it's going to transfer into your food, y'all. I really wholeheartedly believe that if you are, energy is transferable. And I feel like if you're cooking somebody food, it needs to come from a joyous place. Do you understand? It needs to be, you need to be level-headed. So... Don't stress out. Don't freak out. Use your time wisely. That's why before you know you're finna go into a competition and you are looking at one you want to try, guess what you should do? You should start prepping for that a year in advance because it's going to make you so profoundly in tune with what you're doing. If you make a mistake, won't nobody know it. Won't nobody know it. And I have seen many barbecue competitions pitmasters who have made mistakes in their cooks and they were so skilled about their techniques that hey, I couldn't even see it. Like they had to tell me. And I was like, oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> and that's how good they were. So just try to stay level-headed by all means. And also if you are really thinking about getting into this barbecue competition, what league do you want to go into? Because as you know, different states and different regions in our United States of America offers different types of barbecue competitions. 
You have the Kansas City's barbecue competition. You have Memphis barbecue competition. You got the Texas Gulf Coast cookers competition. Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia has a barbecue association. Florida has a barbecue association. Um, so as we was talking about getting to know uh, the competition that you want to go to, I would suggest to you, if you say, hey, I want to do the Kansas City Barbecue Society competition, guess what? Take a judge class. That is the cheat sheet to the barbecue. That way, if you take a judging class, I don't know, some may be free and some you may have to pay for, depending on the region. But if you take a judge class, guess what? You would know what the judges are looking for, the style, the taste, the technique. You would know all of that. So that would give you a triple head start for your barbecue competition. You know, take the time. Just don't look at YouTube videos, y'all. Go to your local or whatever barbecue competition league you think you want to enter and get to know how those judges judge the competition. And you'll be way ahead of the competition. So try to do that. Do that. Um, one of the biggest is Kansas City. I cannot stress that enough. Kansas City, Kansas City has the biggest barbecue competitions. And I think, don't quote me if I'm wrong, but I think they have the ones that have the most prizes. Um, my grill was built by a world-renowned champion, and he has won, I think, over $200,000 in just prizes from three wins. From three wins. So it's a lot of money in this barbecue game when it comes to the styles of competition. And if you decide that, hey, you want to go to do something maybe in Memphis, then focus on what Memphis judges on. Memphis has a bigger range of barbecue styles and competitions. Um, they offer briskets, whole hogs, chickens, the thighs. I mean, they have a big, they even have a kids competition. I have seen that in Georgia too. We have kids competitions when they do barbecue. So just get to know what the judges are doing. You get what I'm saying? Go sit in one of them classes and that will help you a lot. That will, I mean, you would be head of the class. Also, Florida, people don't know that Florida has a barbecue association that they do barbecue competitions down there. Now, they may not be as um, well known as the others, but bar they do have one. And also, Georgia does too. Georgia has a barbecue association that offer judging they offer judge classes um so hey you may want to do that too and there's also i think it's called pacific northwest barbecue Associ association that's more of the northwest pacific region for barbecue styles but whatever one i just named if you really want to put your head in the game go to a judging class they all offer it. They all offer a judging class because guess what? They need a judge. And then once you go to a judging class, guess what you should also do? Volunteer to be a judge. And that will really help you get ahead of the game because everybody is going to grade you differently. 
So it's going to be important. If I'm from Georgia, I would take the time to travel to Kansas City to get to know Kansas City Barbecue and to take me some classes. So I would know what to present because I'm visiting that region. I'm going to need to know. So, hey, try it out. And nothing wrong with being ahead of the game, y'all. Nothing wrong with that. Now, when I have a list that I have came up with that I feel is essential for you to get started on your barbecue competition journey. Quality meats, y'all. You want to make sure you got some quality meats. You want to make sure it's top grade, prime, Angus, like from brisket, ribs, pork shoulders, chicken thighs. You want to make sure you got quality meats from trusted suppliers. Now, I ain't knocking the grocery stores, but y'all know y'all are notorious for picking up a brisket and you seen that it cost $100 and guess what you're going to do? You're going to put it back on aisle five. And guess what, the, guess what the grocery store gonna do? One of them workers gonna take that brisket and gonna put that brisket back on the shelf in the, in the refrigerated aisle. Now that brisket done lost temperature twice, twice. So it may not have the same pull or the same, um, the same feel of a fresh brisket. So make sure you go into a trusted supplier. Also, to rub or not to rub, if you are going to do a competition, are you gonna create your own rubs and sauces or are you gonna buy them? Or if you're gonna buy them, are you gonna create a rub and some sauces out of what you have bought? And there's nothing wrong with that. I see a lot of, I have seen grandmaster grand champions in competitions have a whole trailer full of sauces and spices. And what they do is they just put them all together and make them their own. There's nothing wrong with that because they be winning. And if that's what you're going to do, then that means you're going to have to have some research on what rubs and spices go together for your cook because you don't want to just show up with any old, you know, looking thing because these judges are looking for flavor and they're looking for uh, the sauces that goes on now, like Kansas City, you know, they like sweet. Uh, Texas is more of the salt and pepper aspect. And I mean, the Florida region could have adopted the vinegar, vinegar-based sauces or things like that. So the more you know, the more you grow. You understand? So make sure you know what you're going to use to season your meat. Now, after you don't got your spices and stuff like that, are you choosing to do a marinade? You're going to have to find the magic touch for your marinade for your barbecue um, because different marinades do differently on different cuts of meat. So once you pick your meat, and you decide that you want to put a marinade. Maybe you want to inject your pool, your pork, your pork shoulders. A lot of people sometimes use apple juice. Uh, some people use beer. I mean, the creations are wild. I have seen Coca-Cola been injected into pork. It's wild. Do you hear what I'm saying? I have seen Coca-Cola and Dr. Pepper being um, used to make barbecue sauces. 
But these things are important for you to know because when you're at home or you in your environment where you're practicing and studying your technique, when you get on that field, them eight hours go by so fast. They go by so fast. So you want to perfect it down and you want to have it. Once you get your spices, your marinades, your rubs and your sauces together, write it down, y'all. Create a recipe. Like I don't care if you use somebody else's sauces or somebody else's rubs. Take the time to do the recipe. Maybe are we going to use one fourth of this sauce? Are we going to use one fourth of this marinade, two thirds of this seasoning, three fourths of that? Just write it down. So that way, just in case anything happened and the people that started out with you cannot make it to the finish line when it's time to actually do this barbecue competition, if you have to pull another volunteer in, they will have something to go by. You want to make sure it's written down, all right? Now, again, we talked about the smokers or the grills. This is crucial because you want to make sure that your smoker or your grill is seasoned and you want to make sure that you know your smoker and grill well enough to where you can manage your fire. Like you want to make sure if you if it's hot, you know what to do instantly to cool it down. If it's not hot enough, you know what to do to bring it up to temp. Like you wanna learn your grill as much as possible and how long it takes to keep that fire at a consistent heat. Because some grills can go up to 250 and then an hour later it's down to 225. And if you're trying to cook a brisket or something like that and you wanna make sure it stay at 250 because you following your recipe that you created, then guess what? It needs to stay at 250. So get to know your grill. And once you get to know your grill, use your thermometers. A lot of people, when they're using um, grills, um, they use thermometers. You know, maybe you have one that's an analog one that you just stick in your meat and you have to open it up. And you got to remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Okay? If you're looking, you ain't cooking. But they also have thermometers that you can put in your meat and you can sync it with your phone and just keep watching it with your phone. So whatever you use, just make sure you want to keep an eye on it. Because if you was cooking something in your backyard, you know, maybe you can go touch and feel and be like, yeah, that's right. But if you working in an area and it's five or six of y'all, just make sure somebody can eyeball it and say, yes, this at 325, yes, this at 250. You want to keep your heat consistent, okay? Now that you got your heat going, what's going to be your source of heat? Are you going to use wood? Are you going to use charcoal? Are there different type of briquettes that you like using? Because different companies make different briquettes. Are you going to use different woods? There's different types of woods. Do you like oak? Do you like red oak? Do you like pecan, cherry, apple, mystique, hickory? Or are you going to use a little bit of all of it? You need to know because you're going to have to have a ratio of wood and charcoal or if you decide to use both for this cook because you want your heat to stay consistent throughout the cook. Next, what you're going to use is cooking utensils. 
The most important thing, you wanna use cooking utensils because for one, when you're doing barbecue competitions, it depends on where it's at. You may have a sink available, you may not, or you may have to result to the infamous three basin uh, sink, which is you take three buckets and you have water, soap, sanitizing. So you want to make sure that you have your tongs, spatulas, knives, brushes, your injectors for handling and cooking the meats. You do not want to touch meat that you're going to serve to anyone with your bare hands. I know they say all heat kills germs, but we don't want to do that, okay? We want to always practice safe practices Use your tongs, you see what I'm saying? Use a knife, use a fork, whatever you have to do. Don't touch that meat with your bare hands. And if you got some gloves that you just absolutely love, but those gloves look like they have been through the wars of the world, guess what? Throw them away and get you some new ones, okay? We ain't using those. Thank you. Now that you have all the stuff that's for the in-house, now you need to make sure that you have a cutting board and your prep tables. Now, you wanna have enough prep tables to where you can keep the raw meat from the cooked meat or if, it's, if you are able to transport an eight-foot prep tables, and that's very much fine. But if you not, Keep your raw away from your cooked meat. And you also want to make sure that your prep tables are sturdy because I have seen some people be in such a rush to where those prep tables fail to the flow, child. And you do not want that to happen, okay? Also, you want to make sure you have a lot of coolers. Coolers, coolers, coolers. You may not have refrigeration. So you want to make sure whatever meat that you're going to bring, you can have it on ice. Now, in some barbecue competitions, they will give you the meat. Some, not all. I can't tell you which ones because some different. Some do different ones at different times. Like you may have a chicken farm that want to sponsor the meat. Or you may have somebody like uh, Snake River Farms want to do the briskets. I can't tell you which one does that. You'll have to do your research. But if they not doing that, you make sure that meat is on ice and that meat is below 40 degrees, okay? You wanna keep it as cold as possible. Uh, you probably won't don't wanna use dry ice because dry ice can tend to freeze your meat up again. And if you, try, if you got seven hours to cook this meat, you ain't got time to de defrost this meat either. So, Ice, 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 okay? You wanna make sure all your perishables are at the right temperature. Now, you want to make sure you have the right presentation. Are you gonna present your meat on a plate? Are the judges asking for styrofoam uh, materials? How are you going to present this meat to your judges? Presentation, 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 okay? Clean plates, clean plates. We're gonna do clean plates. Now, when you're doing a barbecue competition, if you got a food trailer, you're perfect. You can just load and go. 
But if you're using an SUV or a van, just behold, you're going to have a lot of stuff. This is a lot of stuff, y'all. On top of all the things that you're going to need, you're going to need parchment paper, um, aluminum. I prefer heavy-duty aluminum. You're going to need a good plastic wrap for your food. You're going to need a... This is a lot of stuff. You may have to go to your local moving company and see if you can rent you some type of moving van or a hitch to put in the back of your car if it's allowed. But you're going to be carrying a lot of stuff because you're going to need backup equipment. Like I told you, I have seen things fail and people have really cried because they have spent years getting prepared for this competition. And sometimes their tools just mal malfunction in the middle of um, an event. And also, last but not least, don't forget your paperwork. Which means some barbecue competitions may require you to have a permit or you may have to have your entry form to prove who you are a plus with your ID, and you may have to have documentation for your whole team. Don't leave home without those imperative things. Now, these, this is just a little quick list of what I feel like you may need, but you may need these things. So take heed to that. So when you're doing these competition guys and girls, all my smoking partners, have fun, have yourself some fun. Barbecue, the barbecue community is a small community. It looks big, but it's actually small. And we are all in this together. I know it may be some cash prizes, you know, you might can win you a car, you know, or, you know, get a get a spot on somebody's television show, but just lift, lift each other up, have fun. I have done some barbecue competitions. I had to give some people my some of my chicken. I have had to give somebody some pork. Have fun, because that's what we're here for. We're here to support each other, you know. Now, I'm not saying you got to do that with everybody. If you're able to share, sharing is caring. So do it if you can, but if you can't, and you know how some of y'all like to have y'all game face on, y'all like, bro, I ain't sharing nothing. This my stuff. Hey, you're going to run into those too. So, I mean, you got to do what you got to do with this barbecue competition. But that is all I got for y'all today. And I hope you all really enjoyed the show. And if you have any more questions about competitions or barbecue and then I can help you, honey, send me a DM because it goes down in the DM. <laughs> now, um, I have, like I told y'all, I just got a... I have became an ambassador for a company and I will be sharing with, with y'all that in the next video. So stay tuned for that snippet. And uh, this was episode number 10 of When the Smoke Settles. Thank y'all for listening. I hope y'all had an awesome Thanksgiving. And hey, another thing too, if you see this video, 
just know either Black Friday probably has passed or Cyber Monday may have passed. But guess what? We don't have to wait to two days out of a year to support a small business. Now, I do know a lot of these big businesses out here, you know, they just count their numbers. But I'm going to tell y'all something. If you support a small business, you are supporting a dream. You're supporting a dream and you are not a number to a small business. If you have bought sauce for me via Black Friday and Cyber Monday, I am so thankful for you all. And I hope y'all be enjoying my handwritten signature. You know that signature gonna be worse on one day. Watch what I tell you. So until next time, episode number 10, and I'll see y'all again next week. Peace, people. Have an awesome week, and I'll see y'all soon. Peace. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Amanda, and are you ready to get your hands on your very own bottle of sweet and tangy sauce from Amanda's Barbecue? If so, head over to our website at www.amandasbarbecue.com, or you can head over to Amazon and get you a bottle today. The link is in our bio.